0: Hey Doctor Who fans, welcome back to the Big Blue Box podcast and this is not episode whatever number our usual format of episodes would be, this is actual fact a bonus episode for everybody, this is one of our roundtables. My name is Gary, one of your co-hosts and joining me as always is...
1: I'm Maria, one of the writers.
2: My is Matt, I'm another writer. And I'm Jordan, and I'm another
0: writer. We got it right, yay, <laughs> welcome to the roundtable. table. <laughs> So, for discussion on the roundtable this week, is the huge news that has landed over the last few days. I think we can all agree it's news that we didn't think was going to happen. I think I can speak for everybody when this has come completely out of uh, out of left field. So, we're going we're going to dedicate this show to talk about, uh, as you guys know, the uh, the news that Russell T Davis has returned. As uh, it's incredible just saying it out loud. To be honest with you, it's. It's kind of crazy to say the words out loud that Russell T Davis ha- is going to be returning as the showrunner for Doctor Who for the 60th anniversary and onwards. Even that's just crazy saying it. You would expect as a bit of a favour to the beep. Yeah, I'll come back and do the 60th because the other guys ruined it. I'll come and sort that out. Uh, but no, he's going to be back for a while, it seems. So before we get cracking with that news, though, uh, let's see how we all are. Maria, how are you doing, my love?
1: Oh Yeah, I'm fine. Um, I've just been working really hard this week, so I haven't uh, kind of looked at anything Doctor Who. Although saying that, I know the Evil of the Daleks um, DVD um, is on its way to me, so I'm picking that up hopefully tomorrow. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that again because I saw it at the BFI and it was fantastic. So,
0: um, yeah,
1: that's probably going to be a must-do this week uh watch the dvd again
0: nice very nice uh matt how you been buddy
3: yeah really good uh thank you for having me on the podcast uh it's my first time um uh, really really uh really pleased to be here um but uh yeah no i've i've when the news broke uh i decided i'd have a bit of a rtd evening (laughs) watched um kind of an episode from each series and uh Ended with Turn Left, uh, which nice. is always one of my favourites. Um, and like Maria said, I'm still waiting for my Evil of the Daleks stillbook. And uh, hopefully it'll be dispatched soon, or it hasn't yet.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. Jordan, how are you doing, my friend?
2: I'm alright, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna make you all jealous and say that my Evil of the Daleks book turned up on Friday.
0: Oh, shut up. It turned up on <laughs> Friday. <laughs>
2: Um, so I, I've just been watching that. It's been it's, it is really good. It is really good. I'm glad they didn't do the animation from the Web of Fear for seven episodes. <laughs> I think I would have plucked my eyes out. I think if I'd had to sit there and watch seven episodes of that.
0: Yes, that <laughs> would have. Been, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm good. So
0: excellent, good stuff, guys. Well, before we kick off with our uh, discussion about this stuff, just a very quick reminder to all of our listeners that you can listen to this uh, podcast for free in whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on. So all of our regular shows that Adam and I do, plus these round tables, which um, I always say we should do more of, uh, which we'll definitely do more of um, uh, as a regular thing. So you can install all of this stuff for free. Um, just do a search for The Big Blue Box, or if you head over um, to the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk, you can find all of the episodes on there. Plus, you can check out all of the amazing articles and reviews and all of that stuff from these guys over there, as well as Harry and Mark. Uh, and also we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook there are links on the website and we have a free discord server as well which is rather good so you can hop over there and hang out with other doctor who fans and chat all things doctor who so then um before we so i want to structure this around two main questions if that's cool with you guys so the first one um is this is the obvious, really, which everyone is waiting for us to get to, and that is from. Let's start with Jordan. Uh, what was your initial reaction when you first read this? Uh,
2: I I thought it was fake. I thought it was. There's a there's a Twitter uh, page out there that looks like the official Doctor Who one, but it's not. And I thought it had come from one of them. And I thought, oh, you know, loads of people have fallen for it. But then I actually looked, and it was from the the Doctor Who website. And I thought, oh, OK. And then I read that and I thought he was only doing the 60th. Um, and then when I read it further, I was like, oh, he's, he's doing it from now on. Um, and I was just, it was. It's a little bit like disbelief, because I thought he said he didn't actually want to come back and do it. Again, because of how stressful he found it the first four, four and a bit years that he did it.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay, so your, your, your initial reaction was exactly the same as mine. I, I think anyone that listens that does follow us on Discord, my first reaction when somebody posted it, well, I just put the word fake. When somebody posted it in Discord, I was like, mm, I just can't buy it. But yeah, yeah. so my reaction was exactly the same. What about you, Matt?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much the same. I mean, I, I was sat at work uh, at, at the desktop. I completely missed it when it went live. And I, obviously, like yourself, saw the Discord. Um, and like like yourself, Gary thought it was fake. But almost instantly, as fast as I've ever flicked to Twitter, to, to Twitter um, <laughs> and realised it was true. It's like, you know, when you come downstairs with kid on Christmas morning and there's that feeling inside you where Santa's been and all those presents are everywhere and there's that pure, like Christmassy feel. Mm. It was almost like that. It was uh, mixed with pure shock that this would ever happen. I mean it's been on the wish list for loads and loads of people for so long. Well since 2010 really. Um finally having it happen. I mean it's unbelievable, but fantastic.
0: Awesome stuff. And Maria, what about you?
1: Well um I got um a Twitter link. Um somebody sent it to me through WhatsApp. Um, and they just put Russell T. Davis coming back. So I'm kind of thinking, okay, this is somebody that I know. They wouldn't kind of send me something that was a joke. But, you know, when it goes (laughs) through your mind, you're thinking, is this an April Fool? So, you know, I kind of had that kind of unbelievable reaction. And then when I read it, um, obviously, I kind of thought, wow. I thought, wow, he really is coming back. And it was just like, yay. You know, I was so excited to kind of, hear the news I mean it is a bit unbelievable really um, you know I, I was kind of um, writing, writing his name again and kind of thinking oh my god I can't believe I'm really writing about Russell T Davies coming back <clears throat> um, I mean it's amazing news I mean I'm very happy very happy to kind of know he's coming back so yeah it kind of made my day really I think I had a kind of uh, warm smile on my face all day because I was kind of thinking yeah he's coming back He's
0: gonna rescue the show. <laughs> he's gonna rescue it Wow. yeah that's uh well that's something that I wanted to come on to we'll come on to that a bit later actually that whole point of view that a lot of who fans have got right now is especially the ones that have not really been a fan of Chibnall's work and and Chibnall and, and Jody's era they do kind of it is that kind of the savior <laughs> um yeah is, is coming back uh, to it's a it's a weird kind of uh, uh Mindset, I guess. If you're a if you're you a real Chibnall hater, and you've not been a fan at all of the last few years, you would absolutely view this as, you know, the 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 wrongs are going to be righted by the person that did so well with who back in the day. So we'll we'll come on to that subject in a little bit. But um uh, to follow on from that, then, uh so initially we all thought this was a bit of a joke. A bit of a tease, um, and we can quite believe it. And then, very, very quickly, when we saw that it was legit, and we, when we went, over, we went over to Doctor Who website, read that, and then I think there was a load of, a load of people posting screenshots of uh, Russell's Instagram account where he had confirmed it personally, and and all that stuff. It was very cool. So at that point, then once the realization had set in, and it was like, okay, this is legit. Um, what was what were your thoughts on? Do, do you want to just get Series 13 out of the way? And the couple of specials, is that something that's, okay, this news has kind of overshadowed the upcoming Series 13. Do you want to get it out of the way and let's just crack on with Russell's new stuff? Or do you feel like Chibnall and Jodie deserve, you know, deserve our you know, our time for the next year or two um, uh, before we get back to, to Russell coming back? So, Jordan, what do you reckon? Um, I think
2: they Chibnall definitely deserves us to watch this last, last series. Um, I think when Stephen Moffat took over, I think that news came out before or during sort of series four that he was going to be doing that. Um, but I, I think the big problem is, is like you said, so many people have like not enjoyed the Chibnall series that I think so many fans are just like, ah, let's just forget this series, even though, by all accounts, it's got quite a bit going for it, this series um, I th- I think they might have released it a little bit too soon I think maybe if they'd have done it about halfway through Series 13, it might have not overshadowed this last sort of leg of their era quite so much um but I, I think I've got a point on that that I think I'll get on to because it's sort of part of what you were saying sort of the next bulk of this this one will be mm. um but I think I think the BBC were kind of like, well they need to have something there needs to be something that people can have and I think you know Tibbers likes to play his cards close to his chest a little bit so they were like okay well then we're going to announce that russell davis is coming back um but i I think they i think i think they've run the risk of people overlooking this last leg of this of this era which i think is a shame but it is exciting news at the same time it's probably some of the best news we've had since chibnall started um which sounds really stupid to say because it's not even about Chris Chibnall and that sort of stuff. But I think it's one of the more exciting things that Doctor Who's announced in the last few years.
0: Okay, that makes perfect sense, Jordan. Yeah, and I, I was—I'm with you on that one. It's um, you—you you almost felt like, um, uh, and like I was saying, if you're if if you're not been a fan of Chibnall's stuff then, um, you know, it really does take a... Uh, your mindset is imme- immediately jumps to... Um, uh, well, if if Chibis has been uh, wrecking Doctor Who, you know, as some fans have, have you know, come to that mindset, then, uh, then this is probably the best news ever. I mean, it would have been great news anyway just for them to announce a new showrunner. It could have been somebody brand new that we've never heard of. Yeah. Um, that 's not, not worked on Doctor Who before that in itself would have been good news but i think it 's just the because it 's russell um you know and the uh, the fact that he brought the show back and has got so much history in the modern era of dr who i 'm with you on that one yeah it 's um yeah it 's interesting thought that one what do you think maria
1: Uh, Well, I I do think it's really odd timing that it's kind of come out now, Um, you know, and whether it was something that was done, you know, deliberately or whether there was a reason that it's come out now. I mean, the thing is, they could have actually just, um, I suppose, like you said, um, Chris Chibnall does have his cards kind of close to his chest and there's not been a lot of publicity for the next series but they could have probably held off and um probably uh, uh, announced it um maybe in, you know whilst whilst the series was running um maybe I mean what's interesting is um you know Piers um, Wenger said that he was thrilled um that Russell was returning and that he was going to build on the huge achievements of um, Chris and Jodie which I thought was a kind of really interesting kind of um, statement um, to make. I mean, we we obviously don't know what Series 13 is going to be like or what it's going to be about. So, you know, it's, it's quite interesting that it's come out now because it has kind of probably overshadowed a little bit of the excitement for the next series. Um, but I think, like you said, I think um, Chris Chibnall um, deserves an opportunity to obviously, you know, bring this series out we need to obviously see what what it's, you know, what it's going to cover and, and then, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Russell kind of picks it up later on um, and, you know, what he does with it, um, you know, building on that. It's, it's really difficult to know at the moment, um, you know, what the next series is about because, you know, hardly anything's been released about it. I, I, I know it's probably going to cover The Timeless Child, um, you know, which is something I'm not, necessarily keen about so steady now,
0: yeah. steady
1: sorry yeah. let's, let's, <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to be excited for the next series but um yeah, yeah um i'm not sure
0: okay yeah, that's fair enough maria. and um and matt uh so good timing poor timing and should we give jody and chibbers the benefit of the doubt for their last hoo-ha so to speak
3: well etheling jordan and maria um I don't think it was great timing. It could have, you know, I, ideally, it could have been after maybe... Uh, if, if it's true and this is going to be a six-part series, um, then it could maybe have gone after episode three right at the end, like they did introducing Dan. Uh, they could have just put introducing... He doesn't need like a Peter Capaldi kind of um, special episode to announce... Him as, as as the new showrunner, but just something at the end maybe. Um, but on the other question, I'm I'm going to rock a few boats here and say that I actually like the Timeless Children
0: sort yeah. of story. Get him <laughs> out! Get him out! Get him out!
3: <laughs> and
0: uh, <laughs> why do you like uh, it, then, Matt? Why do you like in? 30 seconds, why do you like it?
3: Well, I think it's, it. you can build upon it for years and years to come, and it opens up so many more avenues that have previously been unexplored. And it makes everything canon, everything that you want or don't want to be canon, it makes it canon. And also... I don't know. I don't, but I don't believe that, in my opinion, that it, it really detracts from William Hartnell being the first Doctor because it could have been that that is when he was reset, I suppose, or um, into a, you know a new regeneration cycle. Whereas it, it's just infinite. The possibilities are infinite. I believe.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay so um what about this subject then that yeah we'll circle back to that Matt, on another podcast that's yeah. that's a, bit, a mental note was made of of that don't worry um so this very quickly then on the subject of timing there is this uh, idea knocking around that they did this because it would it was going to be leaked anyway so it's far better for the bbc to officially announce it rather than we've had this so many times with doctor who announcements where fandom has known about things for weeks sometimes months we we know it. We, the whole jody leaving thing we've known about this for crikey i don't know when was it february i think february march back early on in the year sort of thing so we all knew about it we knew it was coming we just didn't have the stamp of you know approval from the beeb so maybe they just wanted to get ahead of it and uh and give the official word rather than fandom knowing about it but you know, it's not because otherwise it just fizzles out. You know, it gets to that point, like it did with Jody leaving, where the impact is not as big because we all knew anyway. So maybe because this is such a huge story, and it is a huge story in 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 terms of modern Who, um it was like an official thing, like we need to make this this now. But I can't help thinking that it has detracted a little bit from the upcoming series thirteen because we we now know that. Um, any Doctor Who blogs or any other Doctor Who podcasts out there, the topic of conversation is now going to be Russell coming back. And it will be that, um, you know, it will certainly dominate uh, a lot of Doctor Who content creators for the next few weeks, at least. And then as we get closer to the end of the year and the end of series 13, it's almost going to be like, okay, well, that was really good, Jodie. Thank you very much. Right then, about Russell coming back. You know, and it's gonna jump straight back onto that. And then we'll get those specials, they'll be out the way, and then it'll be like, right, about Russell coming back. So I can't help feeling it is a little bit Nye. yeah. The timing's a little bit weird, but uh maybe that was out of their control, as I said. It's better to get ahead of these things sometimes, I suppose. Um okay, so Russell coming back then. Does this mean Julie Gardner's back? Anybody? Because Bad Wolf are involved, I believe, the production Please. company. I
3: think so. Because I think she's, she's the one of the co-founders of Bad Wolf pr- pr- Productions, I believe, huh? isn't she?
0: I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But they are involved. So does that mean by default that it could be the old team back together? Maria, what are you thinking?
1: Well, um, you know they've they've been very vocal, obviously, about um, Bad Wolf. Um, you know, being involved in the. Um, in the production, you know, going forward. So um, I think it's going to be a really good kind of partnership um, between themselves and um, Russell T Davies. Um, I, I think there's a lot of um, possibilities opening up um, through that partnership. And obviously it's, it's not going to be in-house in, in the BBC as such. Um, you know, they've kind of sourced it out. So I, I think it's going to be a really positive move.
0: Um, definitely. Okay, Joy.
2: I th- I think what's quite interesting is that it's it's like you said, Maria. It's not a fully BBC production anymore. Um. So, I, it wouldn't surprise me if if Julie Gardner comes back. Of course, that does mean that Chris Chibnall will, uh, Chris Chibnall, Christopher Eccleston will definitely not. <laughs> ever come back he will remain an audio only yeah. <laughs> um doctor from now on um yep. so that's dashed many people's hopes for the 60th i think um mm. but i th- i think it is i think it might be quite interesting to see what it's going to be like now that it's not a complete bbc thing I think I think that'll be what's quite interesting this time.
0: Yes, for sure. And there was there has been some chatter. Just to uh, interject, there, Jordan, there has been some chatter on. I think uh, there was a Reddit post or a couple of Reddit posts where there was a couple of employees that work for Doctor Who in Cardiff somewhere, and they said that there'd been some redundancies, and there was people saying things like, "Well, that's that. You know, we've had a great run." the end of an era kind of thing so I'm wondering if they are slowly moving out out of uh, I, that seemed counter that seemed counter Russell T Davis to me because I think yeah I, th- I think it was one of his decisions uh, very early on anyway um, to make the most of of making a, a, a TV show in Cardiff and in Wales so maybe that's back on now but um uh, but yeah it's it's definitely an interesting move because Julie herself's been quiet, no statement from her, no statement from Bad Wolf other than um a very generic, yeah, we're looking forward to it sort of thing. So Yeah.
2: I never I'd never even heard of Bad Wolf productions. I'd never heard of that. I'm I'm assuming this is it, it's what Russell T. Davis runs. I'm assuming.
0: Well, it was yeah, it's um it's it's essentially uh it, it was set up at the time. So when Russell and Julie and everybody had wrapped up Doctor Who and stuff like that, and they moved on to other things, uh, I think they they formed that studio so that they could then just work on whatever they wanted. Obviously, if they'd have done that while they were working on Doctor Who, they would have been shackled to the BBC, I suppose, Yeah, and stuff like that. But they've done some pretty cool stuff. So his Dark Materials was Bad Wolf, um, okay. Discovery of Witches. Um, some other bits and pieces they've done a quite a bit of overseas stuff as well a lot of stuff for hbo max and amc those channels in the us and stuff okay. like that so so they, they went over to the los angeles though sorry just very quickly they left uh they left cardiff and they're now in la so that's interesting
2: mm. so it might get a bit more budget then
0: hopefully yeah you think crossed.
2: you think things like his dark materials and discovery which is how sort of like cg heavy
0: those sorts of things are yeah you would think you would hope so i mean we have to remember this is still very much a bbc studios thing yeah but it's just got that kind of um sort of modern television uh production qualities that bad wolf can bring because they have done some fairly cool stuff over the last they formed in 2015 so they're relatively young as a company in terms of tv but the stuff that they have done has been pretty successful, I would say, here and in the US. So it brings a lot of um, a lot of cool sort of potential for Doctor Who from the sixtieth onwards, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we. Sorry, Maria. Go on.
1: No, I was going to say. Um, I know from kind of looking up their history that you know they um, there is some investment in there from um, HBO and also the sky group and i know russell t davis has always kind of talked about kind of expanded universes and kind of um, you know bringing doctor who out in maybe various formats and kind of different characters so i suppose it, you know in that respect it's kind of it's kind of creating that kind of global buzz around Doctor Who again, you know, that could be the ultimate aim, you know, especially if he's going to be involved, um, you know, for a few series. I mean, we we don't know. I mean, when I was reading the announcement, it did say that he was going to be um, doing the 60th anniversary and series beyond, but it didn't say how many series he he was going to be doing. So, you know, there's lots of possibilities out there with, um, you know, with that partnership, you know, for. It, we could get we could get different series like we did initially like with torchwood and sarah jane adventures you know there's loads of possibilities out there
0: yeah, yeah. indeed <laughs> so matt yes murray gold coming back
3: oh wouldn't that be awesome wouldn't that be awesome i mean i like see ganola's music uh, a lot i think he's done some great stuff but there's just something about that bombastic Murray Gold music that just it it's nostalgia. It, it just it fills you with nostalgia every single time. As soon as you hear I don't know, Rose's theme or the doctor's theme or I am the doctor, for instance, it's instant instantly recognizable to even the most casual of fans. Jordan. Yep.
0: Murray coming back?
2: See, I'm I'm with Matt on this one. I liked I've liked the music for this last couple of series. I think the the Cybermen theme was brilliant. I think the Dalek theme was brilliant. Um but there is something about hearing Rose's theme and I am the doctor and those sort of things. That it is I think like Matt said, even for the casual viewer, they're things that you know, they're themes that you know. And the amount of times I can go round and I'll be at work and I'll just be humming Rose's theme and it just pops into my head. Mm. And I mean, that's like what 15, 16 years ago that that came out. But as much as I liked like the Cyberman theme and the Dalek theme from this series, it, it doesn't stick in my head. Yeah. So, so long as he doesn't go down his whole Matt Smith route where every episode played like the same music <laughs> and he actually makes something new. I think, I think that would be all right. I, that,
0: you know yeah yeah I mean there's a very good reason why uh, Murray Gold's music sold out the Royal Abbott Hall a couple of occasions you know uh, at the proms and so on because it's such a huge it's almost like a film cinematic well it is in a way it's especially the Matt Smith era stuff it's very could be used in feature films really it's very big and as Matt said bombastic and stuff and the themes are what make it I reckon so um, are you back with us Matt can we hear you I believe so. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, so, uh, moving on then to a, a related subject, obviously. But I've asked you guys about whether Julie Gardner is going to come back as part of Bad Wolf. If Murray Gold's coming back, would you guys what what route would you prefer Russell to go down? Would you prefer him to go down? This is almost like a Matrix blue or red pill, but is it more like? you'd prefer the getting the band back together approach where he sort of knew that back then it was very successful. So why not try and replicate some of that by bringing Murray gold back and having that kind of style of music and some of the producers and the crew and surrounding, surrounding himself with, you know, he knows what he knows basically. And he knows um, what works and stuff or route B where, although he's coming back to his baby, so to speak, and the thing that he launched does he want to, from his own personal point of view, as a producer and a writer, try new things and uh, and uh, and bring in a whole bunch of new people, um, Maria? What do you reckon?
1: Uh, well, I think the m- most interesting thing with him coming back is that you know he's been away for what eleven eleven years from the show, and he's obviously produced other projects that have been hugely successful, and I think he has definitely got the popular touch so you know he can bring that back to Doctor Who because he does know how to kind of create emotion um you know and and make it accessible to um people that are not fans necessarily of the show so I think he can definitely um bring that back but I think what's most interesting is he he's matured as a writer as well you know I don't think we're going to get spins you know when he comes back I think we will get something a lot more kind of special um a lot more maybe in depth um you know with with his writing I mean obviously it will depend on who he uh has as the 14th doctor you know that's going to be an interesting choice is it going to be is it going to be a woman is it going to be a man who knows you know and it will really depend on who his actor is and and you know i think i think he will bring a mature touch to the series i don't think he's going to go backwards i don't think we're going to see rose or donna again i think he's going to take it in a different direction and i think it, that's going to be the most positive thing because he's not going to repeat things that he's already done i don't i don't think he will i think he's matured and he's a much better writer than he was at the beginning you know um but he can definitely bring something
0: fresh to it interesting jordan
2: uh, i agree yeah i agree there i think i think when he started out when he'd written the first series and things like that i don't think you'd have ever have thought this was a man who'd go on to write something like it's a sin or something like that i, I don't think you'd have thought that i know he did uh, queer as folk but I think even that, and it's a sin, you can see the difference in in his writing. Um, i think I think he might bring some of the people back, like Mark Gatiss and you know some of the people like that, maybe once or twice um, but i'm I'm hoping that he'll kind of go down a completely new new route um i mean he must have worked with hundreds of completely brand new script writers that have never done Dog who before so it'd be interesting it'll be interesting to see something new i think i think otherwise they're just going to be running on that nostalgia thing which is fine but after a while it's it's it sort of runs out of steam a little bit
0: yeah yeah for sure matt
3: yeah, echoing echoing both of your opinions. Um, I think with Russell, when he started, uh, like you say, in series one and uh, through to four, he had he hadn't, like you say, matured. Um, now with it's a sin, and and years and years, it's just proven what a transformation and. Um, how we can build upon. I mean, Doctor Who is all about change. It should never really stay the same for too long. Um, Otherwise it gets stale. And I think with, with the time away, I think he can bring something really interesting back to the show. Whilst maybe, I don't know. I'd like a bit of a mix. I must say, uh, you know, some of the old RTD favorites coming back maybe for just a cameo um it depends really if, if he goes down this route that he's mentioned before about uh, similar to jordan's uh latest article with the mcu style universe um if he was to go down that route with a bunch of spin-offs eventually then it would be great to have like a an all-star team up every once in a while when it gets to like anniversaries and such but I think, yeah, I, I mean, he's a fantastic writer, and I I don't have any any problem with with thinking that you know he'll just return to the old favourites right. if that makes any sense.
0: Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. So that was the other thing that I, I wanted to pick up with you guys. Then was so that the the news side of things and the announcement and all that stuff. I, I think we're all on the similar page with that stuff where. um Yes, we thought it was a ruse, and then um, it turned out to be real. Similar thoughts on what we we're hoping for him to to bring back when he starts, because he does say at the moment he's still a viewer. He does. He was very, very gracious in his statement with the BBC to say he's beyond. Uh, his words were, "I'm beyond excited to be back on my favourite show, but we're time travelling too fast. There's a whole series of Jodie Whittaker's brilliant Doctor for me to enjoy." With my friend and hero Chris Chibnall at the helm, so I'm still a viewer for now. So that was really nice of him to say that. Um, So when that's done and he's done just sitting on the sofa with some wine and he's actually starting to work on the show, uh, I think we've got similar vibes there. Where we we want like a little, a few little nuggets of nostalgia. That would be cool. But as Jordan put it, you know, that's you can't run on that for too long because you know it's it has to be about. Uh, and this is probably why they've they've begged him to come back in the first place. Is because Doctor Who has to be about the the characters and the and the just really good, well written TV stories. You know that's the that's the foundation, I guess. Uh, which in my opinion, we've we've lacked a little bit over the last couple of years. So, um, so I think we're on the same page with that stuff. But there has been, yeah, there's, not just around this announcement, but for a little while now, there has been this talk about. Should Doctor Who adopt this kind of MCU style, big, big multiverse style um, plan, if you like, for its stories over, you know, for the next few years, probably from the 60th onwards. And I think somebody, there was a few people that posted a screenshot on Twitter a little while ago um, at the beginning of the week where Russell had said himself, I think this is going back a couple of years now, where Russell had said something along the lines of, you know, why Why hasn't somebody developed this big multiverse-style approach for Doctor Who? You know, it's kind of crying out for it. So, before I get onto my opinion on this, I just want to go through you guys uh, again. So, um, Matt, on this one, do you think that Doctor Who has got the legs, really, to pull off something like... Because it would involve drafting in, you know, various other key players from around the Doctor Who universe. And I'm imagining as... As well, setting up some newer players as well to flesh us out a bit, but do you think it's got the legs to pull off something like the m c u or, or be uh, it a slightly smaller scale obviously
3: yeah, a slightly smaller scale. We can't expect you know end game type ten years in the making sort <laughs> of production those, but um we can i I definitely feel like it can stand on its on its own two feet you look back to see. Well, Ace, for one. I would love to see, like, The Adventures of Ace. Um, I think she's got... Especially after the trailer for... I can't remember which season box set it was. But that with... Uh, a Charitable 24? Earth.
0: Was it 24?
3: Yeah, I believe yeah. so. And it was just... It was amazing. And it, it, it showed us the potential for something amazing. Um, also, you could... Come back to Bannerman Road with with uh, the older gang, revisiting them. You could have you you could go on and on through Rose Tyler and the Metacrisis Doctor. You could, I could go on forever. But <laughs> I believe it, it definitely with the right writing team behind it. Then that's probably the most key point is that if the writing is there mm. and the production all comes together, then it's easily done, in my opinion, I think.
0: Okay. Okay. So you're up for that. That's cool. Maria, what do you think?
1: Um yeah, I think there's definitely um potential for um different spin-offs. Um I mean I don't know whether Russell would want to put in the time that he did um you know from when he first started cuz um you know the man practically killed himself for the four years that he was in the show you know with the amount of time and hours he put into it and obviously we had two spin-offs then so i don't know i i think there's definitely possibilities um you know and i and i'm i'm hopeful that we will get some things um you know uh like we said, you know, maybe a return to Bannerman Road, um, The Ace Adventures would be fantastic. You know, a lot of that stuff has got a lot of potential. So, you know, there's definitely um, room in it. I know that um, Russell mentioned he wanted to do a 10th Doctor and 11th Doctor kind of series together. So, you know, that could even be like a little mini series, which would be quite interesting, you know. So, yeah, I definitely think Doctor Who has, has got, potential, you know, obviously if, if it's in the right hands with somebody like Russell T Davies, definitely. Yeah. It could go on and on. Mm. Jordan. And um, I was going to say oh, as well, we're, he's going to, well, it will have been 20 years when we get to 2025, won't it? So that'll be a good opportunity 20 years since the new series started. So that would be a fantastic kind of point at which to kind of expand as well. So,
0: Yeah. Mm okay jordan um well
2: as i'm sure you can guess with all the articles that i write for for like my my pitch series um i think when you've got a show that's gone on for as long as doctor who has and it's got the mythos that doctor who has i think you can very easily do do uh, a spin-off um in in the article that i wrote I'm not sure if it's been published yet. My MCUE type one. Um, I kept comparing it to the Arrowverse, so it's it sort of like the the shows on the CW, so you like Arrow, Supergirl, and all that sort of stuff. I Have a very similar approach to how Russell did it when he was doing Doctor Who, Torchwood, and Sarah Jane. They're their own thing. And then events, sometimes they'll have crossovers between different characters and and whatnot. And I, th- I think that would be a good approach to begin with. And then so like have, I don't know, have Ace appear in an episode of Doctor Who or something like he did with Sarah Jane. Um, and then you've reintroduced that character and then you can put her in her own thing and then you can have whoever with her. And it's, you know, you don't have to worry about reintroducing those characters and concepts and stuff. Um, but I, I definitely think Doctor Who should should adapt to that sort of style because um, you, you've got BBC One, you've got BBC Two. BBC Three is coming back Brit um, Britbox, you know, there's there's loads of, of different things that you could be putting things out on. Um, so and then maybe once every couple of years have a big sort of TV event crossover between all of them. Um, so I, I definitely think you could, it, it should adapt to that sort of storytelling.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. You've, you've, uh, you've picked up on a couple of points there that sort of read my thoughts on that. Jordan, the first thing is it's
2: because I'm psychic. You see, there, you go.
0: there you go. you. <laughs> The first thing is the um, the the Arrowverse style, the CW shows, like you mentioned with Arrow and the Flash and all that sort of stuff. It uh, wasn't John Barrowman in Arrow, actually. Wasn't Captain I think Jack? so. Yeah, he yeah. was
2: brilliant in that, which mm. is a, such a shame now that we have found out <laughs> some of the antics that he got up to. He was yeah. brilliant in that.
0: Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think it could adopt that kind of thing, but I think what's really, in my opinion, really so important before they dive into that stuff is first of all, once the 60th is done, uh, and that's, I hate to say it, but Chibnall and Jodie are sort of out the way um, and Russell can crack on, I think we do need a couple of series of Doctor Who just to find its feet again. Because I think if they work, if they just blow straight into a huge multiverse thing, I don't know, I just feel like, in the same, same way that the Arrowverse did it, where we had Arrow for, what, three or four seasons, I think yeah something like that and then they did the flash and supergirl and you know started doing crossover events and stuff i think that's sensible and the other thing i think they really need to sort out where they would broadcast that stuff because like you said jordan there is um bbc 3 is coming back and we've got the you know the main ones as well we've also got brit box and iplayer and all that stuff but another thing that russell did say uh I'm not sure when he said this it might have been a couple of years ago now but he did say that uh we really need some kind of dedicated doctor who channel somewhere um I I'm not sure where that would sit where that would be broadcast whether that's like an app like a like a separate spin-off app to Britbox or something like that because um the, the way that Britbox is designed I mean it's really like the Doctor Who app really um now that there's like pretty much <laughs> all of doctor who on there i'm not not no disrespect to all the other good shows that are on there but because there's such a vast amount of doctor who all of the classic stuff and now they've got all the sarah jane adventures on there and uh, so not sarah jane adventures um uh the uh canine and sarah jane and you know all, all of that stuff something like that like an app where it could still be streamed on things like netflix and amazon and you know, BBC iPlayer and stuff. I do feel like that's got some merit in it as well because I think it would be um, it would be easy just to treat it as just a rolling drama, science fiction, sitcom style thing if we just had the weekly, you know, this is the thing and then at the end of the series it's like, oh, by the way, uh, you know, K9's coming back next series and that kind of thing. So I think if they're going to go down that road where they're going to start to implement you know, a handful of different shows that are all connected. And the other thing to, uh, to bear in mind, of course, is that in a similar way to the, the MCU, especially in Endgame and stuff like that, is it can get, it could get potentially really messy if they're not careful. So in a similar way that what Star Wars do with their writing group, and it's everything is really contained it's just more money to do that you have to hire people to maintain that and keep a abreast of it all and make sure it's not going crazy and stuff so uh, any job opportunities that come up are you guys gonna go for it? if they said we need a doctor who story group maintainery person you guys up for that of course not i can read your minds already <laughs> it's like the worst job in the world isn't it
2: no, all, all the BBC have got to do is just is send me send me a message. Just message me. I'm sure you've all got our telephone number somewhere. So well, they you know, listen. Bring us, They listen. They yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe I say into the fire stick remote. Enough time, someone will. Uh, someone will hit me.
1: <laughs> listen, I'd make tea and coffee for those guys. They just need to ask me. I'd sit there and make them tea and coffee. I don't even need to write for them. <laughs>
0: that wouldn't be a bad job you know that would not be a bad job it's like russell cup of tea yep and then come back in so what are you working on can't tell you read it anyway (laughs) so yeah that would be a cool um that'd be a cool thing i think for them to at least consider i'm hoping that russell when they sit down to have those very early production meetings and plan out how they want the next however many years of doctor who to go for them to at least consider that like matt said you know there's definitely some it can stand on its own two feet as a multi-connected thing because there's a wealth of characters that you could lean into and i think the big players would certainly be ace Uh, i think bringing her back would be amazing whether that's a standalone thing or she takes over bannerman road or whatever and then you've got the whole torchwood thing that could easily very easily be brought back and some other bits and pieces and then you could introduce some newer so newer people as well so yeah it would be cool
2: i think yeah i think you've with the sort of spin-off stuff you've also kind of you've got things like the bbc books and the virgin books and things that there's aspects of that that for a a casual viewer something like i you know like the faction paradox or something would mean nothing to the casual viewer It probably means nothing to like most Doctor Who fans, but to people who know, you'd be like, Oh my god, they're doing like a a Time Lord killing cult kind of thing for something or you know, there's there's that's that's what I mean by like the mythos. There's all
3: this stuff that they can play with. Definitely. Just adding on to what Jordan just said. I mean, you could also come in with almost like a Time Lord Victorious multi-platform with not necessarily as much as they did, because I know a lot of people found that hard to keep up with, but maybe with Big Finish. uh, And also you could then chop and change and have Paul McGann come over to the televised Mm -hmm. series as well.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. And hopefully with india fisher (laughs) as charlie pollard um but yeah you you could you you could do so much with it and i personally i would also love to see the early notebook readings of clive
0: (laughs) Clive. one of the biggest wasted opportunities Actually, I, he in Russell's ear, he era. was
2: too good for this world. I think, Clive. I think that was the, uh...
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that could be a thing because that's the that's the beauty, I suppose, of Doctor Who is that time ta- a time stamp doesn't matter. It means nothing. You know, you could easily, you could easily do Clive in his earlier years and you know discovering all that stuff and working with other. Maybe he bumps into UNIT. He bumps into you know whoever and that's the other thing as as well is that they could literally pick any any character from any classic who episode or a comic book of doctor who or some obscure character and still make it work because they did that with the MCU and a lot of people assume that a lot of the characters in the MCU films are these huge A-list comic book characters and they're not it's only a handful that the from like mainstream comics there are so many characters from the comics that you'd never like people have never heard of but they somehow make it work it's all down to what we said earlier the writing and and the good character stuff which is what russell's so good at so um okay so let's finish up then. last question for you guys uh the, what's the what's the thing that you're that you're most looking forward to and it could be anything it could be you can't say russell coming back you can't say that but what what's the one thing it could be the potential for him bringing back a certain character it could be um style of writing it could be anything at all what's uh let's kick off with matt what's the first what sorry what's the most thing that got, when you've read the news about russell coming back once you've got over that first little wave of excitement what's the first thing in your mind that you thought actually yeah now that he's coming back this thing's going to be cool
3: i believe that the first thing i thought of was and i had to kind of slap myself on the wrist for this because i am a fan of the chibnall era uh, for the most part but it's no secret that the rtd era was its heyday i mean you couldn't move without somebody saying did you see doctor who on this saturday it was amazing um and you can move in in places like toys r us for the amount of merchandise and collectibles um I was a bit too young to appreciate that, but I would love to see that back again. Dad, I cannot describe
0: the,
3: <laughs> how amazing
2: it used to be when you used to go to Toys R Us and you used to just have the wall at the back of the shop and it was full mm-hmm. of of toys. It was that was amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, twenty foot cutouts of David Tennant and the yeah. logo and stuff, and it was, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah,
3: I know. Like of late. Forbidden Planet may not have had the best selection, (laughs) but I don't think that's to do with them. I think it's just the lack of any merchandise whatsoever. Mm. And if there is anything, it's immediately bought by scalpers and impossible to get hold of. Whereas I think if anyone is to uh, rejuvenate uh, the, the, the show into bringing it into such mainstream sort of criteria that it was back then it is russell and i strongly feel like that is what he can do
0: okay so bringing doctor who back to sort of the levels of viewing numbers and you know being in high streets you know merchandise you know all that stuff you're looking forward to that Poss- possibly that stuff coming back to maybe what it was before okay uh maria what are you most excited about
1: Okay, well, you said I can't say that um, I'm just excited for Russell T Davies to be coming back. So, um, But I am excited, actually, because I, th- I think he brought a lot of energy to the show, and I think that's what it's been missing. It's been missing a bit of energy and a bit of real excitement. You know, I think I, I th- there's just something kind of missing from the show at the moment. So I'm hoping he can kind of bring that excitement back i mean obviously you know merchandise wise you know it would be fantastic to kind of you know um see some new stuff out there i'm hoping that he'll totally ignore the timeless child never mention it ever again and kind of go off in a completely different direction so yeah there you go controversial
0: yeah no eyes maria good answer uh jordan um
2: i when i when i first saw it i hated myself for it but i'm gonna say it i thought oh it's it's almost like it's in safe hands again and i i know that sounds really bad because i've i've i overall i've liked the chibnall chibnall Chibbers and jody's era um but i think i think jody's not had a fair crack at the whip I think Chibnall hasn't given it the energy that Russell Davis and, and Stephen Moffat gave the show. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's sort of, and it sounds really stupid. It's almost feels like the, this sort of modern era is kind of coming home a little bit. And it's a little bit like, it is that kind of safety. You kind of feel like it's, it's going to be in safe hands. I think.
0: Mm, okay that's good yeah that's a good way of looking at it yeah similar vibes for me i think um as much as i'm looking forward to what matt said around trying to bring the doctor who a bit more it's, it's still mainstream isn't it but it's it it's more like we were saying that you couldn't move in certain stores for doctor who merch and it was the talking point of everybody for that week when it was on and stuff and i guess now it's just kind of taken a bit of a backseat to all the other good programming that's on across all the various things like disney plus and netflix and everything it's more of a you know doctor who fans talk about doctor who when it's on um but before it used to be just everybody spoke about you know last night's episode of doctor who so as much as i'm looking forward to that stuff which i'm I, i hope it comes back to that almost like event tv again um where you, you absolutely can't wait to, to see what's gonna come next week and stuff. I think I'm just looking forward to getting back to good old solid character progression and character writing because in my opinion that what's that's that's what made the R T D era so strong was um all the cool stuff, yes, you know, all the the Murray Gold big themes and you know the fun and the energy and that sort of stuff that you guys talked about with the R T D. But it was really that watching, especially watching um, David Tennant's doctor from when he first started go through so much, and you know his different relationships with different companions and and all that stuff. That's so strong, and it's really it's such an enjoy to watch, and it gives you that range of the thing with the Jodie era, the Chibber's era. Is I never had that big wave of emotion where one point in one in one episode I was really going along with the story, and it was action packed and really well paced and then 20 minutes later we're sort of having this emotional bit where the writers managed to get you at the heartstrings and stuff and stuff like that i just didn't have that really with chibbers whereas a lot of the rtd era it was like a wallop in the heart on some episodes and you really felt it and on other episodes it was just all out fun and it didn't bother with the the emotional stuff so yeah I'm, i'm looking forward to getting back to the writing and the characters and and stuff like that so it's it's very difficult to say it without sounding so bitchy about chibbers <laughs> and jody because i think matt we can all agree that matt's a, a bigger fan than, than the rest of us on it but it's not terrible it's not bad it's just uh, i don't know we'll have to have a, a further conversation on this guys but um yeah it just misses the mark for some reason yeah right any closing comments guys before we wrap this up round table number three anything else
3: just echoing what you said, I mean that is what Russell T Davis does best—the uh, the characters. You, the, like you said, as much as I like the the later series, you don't have that same connection. You you just don't. I mean,
0: oh yeah, when, you were talking about the timeless child a few minutes ago. How brilliant it was! <laughs>
3: That's great
0: too. Here we Maybe go.
3: Maybe I, I I'm just two-faced on the whole opinion, but <laughs> <laughs> but I. You you can't be as emotionally invested, almost in my in my opinion. That even when poor old Benny gets taken away by the Drakes, <laughs> it's just there was no there was no character building before then. So I didn't care.
0: You didn't care exactly,
3: yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, with Russell, that's that's incredibly safe because that is one of his finest talents.
0: Yes. Yep. That's fair enough. That's fair enough, guys. Um, If nobody else has got any closing comments, um, I know that um, Maria and Matt, I think you write exclusively for Big Blue Box, uh, if I'm correct. Um, But Jordan, I know you write for uh, a few other places. So where can people find your stuff?
2: Um, So obviously you can find my articles on uh, Big Blue Box podcast. Um, I also do things for the Doctor Who Companion, And I've got my own blog, which is TARDIS Traveller Reviews. Uh, And I do do a little bit of YouTube with a channel called Who's Watching. I think my latest video was I did a location tour around Arundel where they filmed Silver Nemesis. So that was fun. People staring at me in the street when I had a camera going.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. And Jordan still finds time to eat and sleep and have yeah, a job, it's somehow. Yeah, <laughs> So that's where you can find Jordan. And for Matt and Maria, you can find their articles, uh, as I said, over on our website, which is, you all know by now, Big Blue Box... No, it's not the... It's www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. I don't want to send you off to the wrong place. I don't think there even is a the... I might have to buy that domain now that I've said that. But uh, yeah, you can find them uh, over on the website. And uh, uh, I think we'll wrap there, guys, for roundtable number three. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back and listening to episode not 200 or 300 and whatever it was that Adam and I were supposed to be doing. But another round table. this is round table. I thought it was number two, but it's not, it's number three. It is number three indeedy. So, yeah, thank you so much to Matt, Jordan and Maria for uh, giving us their thoughts on uh, the big old news that has landed, probably the biggest news that's landed in Doctor Who for a, for a little while now, which is Russell coming back uh, for the 60th and beyond. So I'm sure as a team, as these guys... Um, hear more stuff once we get past uh, I hate saying it but once we get past Chibbers and Jodie and stuff and we get Russell's bits and bobs rolling these guys will I'm sure give you their opinions and stuff on the articles on the website and some more round tables which would be good Uh, so remember to listen to our show for free on whatever podcast app you get your podcast on give us a follow over there or just head over to the website bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can listen to all the episodes on there and you can read i'm going to say it again and forevermore you can read all of the amazing awesome reviews and articles from these guys over on the website there so um, go and check that out we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook just do a search for the big blue box or the links on the podcast on the website sorry and we have a free discord server So sign up to that. It takes about 30 seconds and come and hang out and chat Doctor Who with other Doctor Who fans, which is all very good. Uh, Maria, thank you very much. It's been good chatting to you as always.
1: Thanks, Gary. It's been a real pleasure.
0: Jordan, thank you very much, buddy. Uh,
3: Thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
0: And Matt, welcome aboard. This is your first one. Thank you very much, buddy.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a really, really fun, fun time.
0: So until next time for roundtable number four, We'll see you next time, and uh, you guys are not going to do it. Come on, three, two, one, a <laughs> hey, lovely. Hey, lovely. You guys.